Welcome, welcome. This is Make It Count. I'm Elinka, your host, and we are going to kick this off with The Water Boys, a very, very special song called The Hole of the Moon that I believe was sang and played by them around 1985. What a blast from the past. <laughs> or as they say, good things come for those who wait. I just discovered it. Thank God there are TV shows and movies that reveal to us hidden treasures from the past. <laughs> and if time is an illusion, then it's the time. It's now, <laughs> the water boys. Oh, 
the water boys, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That teleports me into another timeline. <laughs> Excellent intro. Listen to the, this beginning. Wow. While you sit in your room, I saw the crescent. You saw the whole of the moon. <laughs> I'm not going to replay the whole thing, but isn't that glorious? The 80s sound. Wow. Beautiful. You know what they say that you really know what you had only when it's gone well this song reminded me of what a wonderful time the 80s were for um, kids it was amazing it was a blast even for those who were living in um, less fortunate countries it was so good but for those who had the, the opportunity to live, let's say, in the United States during the 80s, I bet they had a blast. Yeah, yeah, we have the same human problems and joys on different timelines, no matter when our childhood and our teenage years happened, but... That time was exciting. It was crazy, rock and roll, um, modern, vivacious, and just so cool. Mothers used to cook meals from foods that would not be questioned if they were organic or non-organic, if they had lactose or I don't know, whatever. Uh, inside and we grew up just fine we grew up just healthy and thrived in our environment if the environment was child-friendly we didn't have to wonder about technology and all kinds of stuff Parents didn't have to worry about their children being killed in the streets or in the schools. And in Europe, people didn't worry so much about their children altogether. They could play, they could do whatever they wanted, go see the neighbors, leave the kids with the neighbors without, without wondering if the neighbor was a psycho or not. I mean... There were very peaceful times after so much distress in 
human history so much better than any time before that. And then things like a Walkman came into play and children would just listen to music and cassette tapes. Nowadays, they don't even know that cassette tapes even existed because we've got MP3s and MP4s and iPhone whatever, whatnot, and all kinds of technology that was not available at that time. It doesn't mean that it doesn't make it easier on us, you know, to access music through this new technology, but there was something to say about cassette tapes and vinyl discs. The music had another quality. <laughs> I remember at the beginning of the 90s when the Walkman arrived in my country finally after a long 50-year totalitarian regime, I would listen to those tapes over and over and over and over again. It was just a blast. What a blast. And I used that Walkman on until it didn't work anymore. So, this song, played by the Waterboys, is a reminder of that energy. It was a very good energy. And maybe it was a very good energy because it was a time of peace for many countries. Of course, if we look at the bigger picture, in order for those countries to have peace and thrive, there were things happening in other countries, as in mine that were not so good, mostly for the adults, because as a kid you don't register everything that is going on. If the parents make it so, you get to have a very special childhood without even realizing that the adults were suffering um, sometimes in miserable conditions. And that reminds me of the movie La Vita e Bella, with that father that did whatever he could to distract his children from realizing all the horrors of the war. Well, that's what good parents do. So, it's a good question to ask. Where are your kids now? Where are your neighbor's kids now? What are they doing? How do your schools look like? How does the shuttle of your children look like? Do they get to have fun anymore? Do they get to learn anything of value anymore? 
do they get to be children anymore? I'll leave it there. Moving on. I was wondering what should we talk about today, you know, because I had in mind something, but I cannot find the page where I marked the information that I wanted to convey to you today. So that means that that information has to wait a little bit to be released, to be revealed. It has come to me a while ago before the break that we took with um, this podcast. And I was made to wait and wait and wait on it because it was not the time. It was not the time to speak about it on 9-11. It was not the time to speak about it when it came way before that. At the beginning of uh, summer, we'll wait on it, I guess, until the time is right. That was, as I mentioned before in a previous podcast, a message from one of the members of the rescue team from 9-11. And it was very emotional. It was um, a channeling, it was a message that came through seemingly out of the blue, but was so, so deep and profound. And the way it came through, it was just amazing. But unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, because there's nothing but divine timing, it's not happening today. Sorry. But the message that I received just seconds ago was about planetary cycles and that reminded me to talk to you about your worries regarding the changes that this planet is going through at this time. Climate changes, natural disasters, I know that we may have covered that in the past episodes about the predicted natural disasters that would happen this year. And they happened. They're still happening, but there's something to say about the lessons that come through these events. And it seems that the obvious messages still elude people, even if Some say that they are very much awake and very much in tune with nature and spirituality. The um, real messages that come through seem to elude them completely. And I've noticed uh, that there is some kind of misalignment in uh, the spiritual community because they believe that they are all that, that they are already there somewhere 
that is not here and now, like others, but somewhere uh, beyond. And that also justifies a lot of their behaviors, supposedly. So let's stick first with the message that, that came through from Sandalphon. Planetary cycles. There are indeed planetary cycles that cannot be denied. And one would think that these planetary cycles would register in human consciousness so that people stop feeling so afraid of what they may have done or others may have done to the planet. It's not the case, you know. We have been here on this planet and we as humans have done many things on this planet and the planet supported us with all our splendor, in all our complexity. And I think that there is some kind of human arrogance in presuming that the little humans that at the planetary level are practically just bacteria could impact Mother Gaia in such a terrible way that it would explode or implode or vanish from existence just because some little bacteria that lives on top of the planet is misbehaving. I think that that is human arrogance, that is human perception. Um, we are encouraged as humans to think better of ourselves and love ourselves more. But some people fake it too much until they make it and they believe that they are some kind of all-powerful beings um, that are at the universal level could by themselves individually create such uh, distress, such a disorder, such a mayhem. The planet is doing fine. There are things that have to happen in order for other things to happen afterwards. Sediments must exist, so there is a need for all that is happening right now. And then there's the vibration, the change in vibration. It's not humanity that changed the vibration of this planet. Not we as humans. 
we as souls may have contributed to that. But we are not alone. We were never alone. And this planet has its own consciousness, its own energy, its own vibration, its own life. We should not take the credit for everything. That's my point. We should focus more on what we can do for ourselves as humanity. How do we want to leave the next chapters of our lives? Do we want to find the joy and the freedom that we felt at a certain moment in, in history? or another, or do we want to keep on uh, alienating ourselves from each other, decomposing completely, separating completely? And there is the question of separation that we need to touch on, because it's, it's very important. Again, the spiritual community has been through a rough time this year. There have been a lot of situations that created some kind of turmoil among members of our community. Conscious or not, they went through that. We went through a certain type of energy that was very specific to this year, 2019. And my feeling is that this type of energy will never repeat itself as it has manifested itself this year. So we went through some kind of... Uh, Test. Testing our limits to see how highly vibrational we can get, how fast we can get to that high vibration. Testing uh, which are the limits of our mind and how we can stretch the limits of our mind into becoming less limited than before. Finally, understanding that the time of clearing and cleansing is over and it's a new dawn with a new energy that is coming in. So, when Sandalphone speaks about planetary cycles, there is all that to consider. The vibration of the planet, the alignment of our planet with other planets, the impact that the sun and the moon and the other planets have on our planet, but also on us. On human beings, on any and every living creature on this planet. Because we are not the only ones feeling what we are feeling. Well, some humans feel more than others.
because they are more open to to that and they are more uh, sensitive. Let's say that some have their antennas up and others don't. But that's okay. Everything happens in divine time and I believe that everything happens for a reason. And there are messages of support, energies that support us. And things come in in line, come in a certain order, answers come and arrive for those who have asked the right questions for them. If they persevere in hanging on to the highest energy that and the highest vibration that they can hold at that time. So, the only thing that we can do in order to feel good with what is going on and what we perceive is going on is to hold on to the highest vibration, to the highest energy that we can feel at this time. We don't have to push, we don't have to shove, we don't have to do anything but be and keep that energy as high vibrational as possible because we cannot increase our vibrational energy if we don't keep a certain pace, keep a certain level if we keep going up and down, up and down with our energies. So the alignment comes with aiming each and every one of us for the best energy, the best vibration that we can feel at any given moment. And when we find a certain stability, a certain constant in that vibrational state, we get to experience even more. This is why some of our brothers and sisters manage to find a smile and a vibrational state where they make everybody smile just by being there and just by communicating. Hi Kevin, yes, I'm speaking about you. You are the person that came to mind. So, my friend Kevin, my brother Kevin from Florida is the one that I'm referring to. It's irrelevant to say the full name or anything else at the time being. If he's listening, I'm just giving him a huge hug and great, great gratitude for his positivity in this time of settling down into the new energies. His presence online has reminded the brothers and the sisters that are awakening or that are awake 
that it's all about smile, laughter, positivity. It's all about love, loving each other and helping each other and moving forward together and being constant in our plans and in our um, projects. And in order to keep on doing what we are all here to do, we have to keep a constant vibrational energy. And in order to do that, we need people like Kevin and so many others who are just beaming and smiling and being authentic when they speak. And even when they shed a tear, they shed it from the depths of their hearts. And it's so real, so authentic that it shines everywhere and it shows us. It reminds us the difference between true authentic human and the ones who are still faking it in order to make it because it sounds so good to be in that energy, but they can't manage yet to do that. Well, brothers and sisters who are trying so hard to get there, lean on us. For we will take you there if you allow us to be your company, to be your support in this transition time. We just have to trust and have faith that we are here for you. As others have been here for us. that we honor you, we honor the oneness, we also honor your individuality, your freedom, your uniqueness, And there has, there is no reason for us to, to keep on feeding the separation. But when people speak about separation, and this is very, very important, when people speak about separation, they are referring mostly to the separation between two, two human beings or a certain group of human beings and another. They're not thinking about going inwards, asking the, the God within, looking at the light within, looking at what creates separation and misalignment and distress and lack of order and etc. etc. within the human being. The separation is the separation between the mind, the thinking mind and the living, vibrating soul. If your soul yearns for something 
and your mind is saying, no, we are going to do this and that and that and that and that and that. Practically bullshitting you with tons of information that it has gathered through the years and all the distractions that are around. The voice of the soul will kind of be suffocated, diminished belittled by the mind that knows best because hey we have studied we have talked to that person and that person and that person and we've been there and there and there and this is how we do it it's not about doing things this it's about being the mind has forgotten how to be in a relationship with the soul this is why we have such a hard time having ourselves relationships with other people because there are two very talkative, very chatty minds attacking each other with information instead of having two peaceful souls loving each other infinitely. You see how the... the energy changes just when we think about that the mind yada 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 insecurities problems troubles la 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 joys excitement want to do this want to do that do 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 and then there is the soul i want to be just be let me be and i'm love and I want this human to remember what it is to be in a state of inner peace, in quietude, in self-exploration, in self-discovery, in feeling. And when you finally arrive there where you hear in your head welcome home because you have connected the brain with a divine particle that you are within that's when you open your eyes again and you see the other people the same way that you see yourself now and it's not yada, 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 yada all the time. It's, wow, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, oh, I love you.
Hey, this is a very, very beautiful Scottish energy in coming with the Proclaimers. The song is called Sunshine on Lee. And it's a very, very beautiful song that sounds like a prayer to me. <laughs> so, it's enough to look around to see that there have always been people feeling much more than we could have imagined. We're not the only ones feeling everything. And their sensitivity, well, came through their art, through their music, through their painting, through their books, through their creations. And they left a very beautiful mark energy imprint on this planet. So we have never been alone in this beautiful soul mission, but now we are so many more. We have to seize this instant, this now moment, when we are so many pumped with joy and desire and yearning for coming together and doing better for the community. It doesn't matter what others do, really. It's enough to know that we are not alone and that we have the freedom to choose to come together and have such a greater impact. We have the chance to have the choice to say, we want to come together, we want to make a difference, we want to shine. Because if you leave your brothers and sisters all by themselves in their corner trying to move things around, it would be so much more difficult for this collective mission that we have. And it's unnatural, it's not how it's supposed to be to start things, you know, and move around. We are supposed to go help them move whatever they need to move and they are supposed to want to come with us to move other things around in a physical form or in an energetical form to create something different, something new or to just remember that we had so many great things going for us in the past that we ignored, that we neglected, that we let slide because of so many distractions. Can you imagine how close we were to stop communicating with each other? How far we had regressed that we didn't even speak to our neighbors anymore. We didn't smile to strangers in the street. We didn't say hello to people anymore.
and somewhere along the line there were some quote-unquote crazy people smiling and saying hello and being so frigging happy about life and that started waking people up they thought oh those guys are crazy they're off their rockers why do they smile it's so fishy <laughs> so is is it fishy now to smile and to be happy because i personally was told back in 2002 2003 that i was too darn happy why was i so happy didn't i have problems and my answer was i may have problems but i leave them at the door when i come here i come with a positive energy a positive attitude and with the greatest joy of sharing this now moment with you guys and they looked at me and they were stunned shaking their heads like oh she's too young to understand what hardship is to understand how hard it is to be a family person how hard it is to do be this and that to be this and that to be a boss and to be a parent and to be a son or daughter and to be this and that and that how hard is that it didn't matter that I was something too. I had many, many roles as well. But I didn't feel like not being myself. I knew somehow inside of me that I couldn't be anybody else but me. No matter how hard I tried to learn and to imitate and to to try to transform myself in order to be like others i couldn't because it wasn't me it wasn't who i was supposed to be it wasn't who i was to begin with and this is why some people feel like they cannot fit into a certain box because they're thinking and feeling and being outside the box completely and they are not in a square they're in a circle because they go on and on and on and on being themselves no matter what you throw at them and that stuff just bounces off them because they're not supposed to be anything else but that beautiful spiral of light that they came here to be and hopefully help others remember that they are too so here you go another piece of the puzzle you cannot be in alignment heart soul mind and be aligned with all your center of energy, all your chakras, and function in a way that you can communicate with the energies down here and the energies up there, all the energies that you are channeling here, bringing together, if you are not yourself.
You can't be because if you're not yourself, you are living in a world where your energies and vibrations are distorted. So not only the outside is trying to distort you as a spiral of energy, try to shape it and mold it, acting very harshly on your mental, but you're distorting that as well by trying to fit into that model that is already trying to bend you in an unnatural way. So until you find yourself and until you start loving yourself and until you start allowing who you are to just be, you are not awake. I'm sorry. From my point of view and from my guide's point of view, and from the master's and teacher's point of view, you are not awake, you are not fully awake if you cannot see that you are contributing to the distortion that is creating imbalance, that is creating a polarization of energies, that is creating disharmony in the world. In your little world, in your little perception in your little bubble but also everywhere because you're not alone no matter what you do no matter what you think no matter how you feel there is another and another and another human being that is living through the same experience because you wouldn't be living in that state if others were not refusing to see that as well The human, the human mind is very interesting. It goes towards the influences that are stronger, to the stronger influences, the strongest influences. We don't even realize how well shaped and molded we were to get into the next bending program and the next bending program and the next and the next. How we were shaped and molded to be thirsty to be in the trend, in that new thing, in that other new thing to get our minds scattered and unfocused. Because there are so many people who cannot focus. And how can you meditate? How can you stop the noise from outside and the noise from within your mind in order to just take a moment to relax and feel within yourself if you're completely disconnected from that and always attaching to other clouds that pass through the sky of your consciousness? It's not possible. So unless you make the two agree, the, the soul and the mind, they start to agree on what is good for you and what is less good for your 
life path at this moment. You cannot see. So if you are not quite convinced of where you are at, just say, okay, I'm going into few a few groups a few lives on Facebook for example and I won't judge I won't think of anything I will just go and see how it feels how does it feel to be in other people's presence without judging without any previous thoughts regarding what is going to happen there and you may be surprised at times you would say oh I feel like getting out of here I I don't like it it doesn't resonate with me at all and other times you would not even imagine that any of that would resonate with you and you will find yourself listening to the whole thing as long as it takes an hour or more and feel good, feel right at home and say, oh my, it feels like home. My soul was thirsty for this type of energy. Wow, I'm so grateful. And it's very likely that the people that you have been listening to that make you feel so good, so at home, so yourself, are people who are not trying to convince you of anything, are people who are not trying to push any kind of schemes and repetitions of any kind. They are not trying to brainwash you to their liking to their intentions in order to get something out of you, some kind of reaction or some kind of action. They're just there to share in the most loving, respectful kind of way. And that makes the difference. Respect. So, where are we going exactly? What are we doing? Where is the respect that we used to have towards each other? To know how to treat other people in a dignified way. It is of the utmost importance to respect people. To allow them to be as they are. To allow them to real, really, really live in their integrity, to really, really live in their authenticity without 
trying to push and shove them towards something that you consider better, a greater good. Have you noticed that all the ones that have tried to push some kind of policies on us, historically speaking, they all thought that they were doing good. They thought that their intentions were wonderful. They believed it. And this is why their thoughts, their beliefs materialized and had a great impact on humanity because they truly believed that with all their being that they were doing something that will have a great impact, that will change the world, that will do something good for a certain group of people. But why did that fail miserably when you drew the line because they always thought at the interest of a certain group of people, not the whole of the humanity. They thought that they can do good for some people by doing, imposing, destroying something that others had, their human identity, their belongings, their status, etc., etc. This is why it has failed. And when I say it failed, it doesn't mean that it hasn't succeeded. It didn't succeed. It, it was un, un, unsustainable. Because it was hurting so many, many other people. You cannot make a group or a person so much greater and think that you will keep on doing that forever when in fact, by doing so, you are hurting so many more others. That's separation. They had the separation and the misalignment, mind and soul, to begin with, because they were not awake to the awareness of the bigger picture. But they created also a situation that we will go back and refer to as something that has already happened, something that we must fear, something that we don't want to recreate. And somehow some people manage to recreate that without knowing it, without realizing it completely and fully because they haven't learned history. They haven't learned from history. This is why there has been some huge 
flow of um, intention in the world to erase history, to rewrite history, to disconnect people from education slowly but surely, to disconnect people from the manners, the good manners, the good behavior, what is considered, you know, the, the, the very long list, <laughs> but also very short list of things that one should consider in order to become a decent human being. It used to not be so hard to be a decent human being. To say hello, to say goodbye, to say please, to say thank you, to open the door, to help someone that is in need, to talk to someone without asking for dollar bills upon dollar bills. It wasn't so hard to exchange, you know, I'll give you a cup of sugar. When you need, you can come and, and grab a, a couple of apples from me and another one would exchange something else. Or if a neighbor had some kind of problem in the house, a technical problem, someone would come and help them solve that in order to not get the kitchen flooded or whatever. The sense of community. The sense of community has has been broken by the ones who took away education, by the ones who took away common sense and decency from the normal human education. And this is how we arrived where we arrived. So one of the greatest points here when you wake up, darlings, when you wake up, you have to remember first how to be a decent human being. And when you remember how to be a decent human being, you can go and create something more. But by starting to gathering back all the good things that we used to be that made us decent human beings, we can step on the next step and the next step and the next step into making the society more open to these new energies. How can you speak your truth if people are afraid to listen to you? Not because you opened your mouth and said something ludicrous, between the brackets you sometimes you don't even get there they just fear the alterity they feel afraid to connect to another human being oh i don't know this person I won't even look, I won't even smile, I won't even say hello, I will just stay here and think of myself as being invisible and do my own stuff and get out of here. And then I can shine in my own group. Do you want that? 
do you want to go out in the street and feel like a stranger completely disconnected from everybody or do you want to go out in the street and say hello to your neighbors and have a chat and smile and maybe even you know invite them for for a cup of coffee or to have a barbecue together whatever however you develop those relationships do you want to keep on being afraid to step into somebody's home or do you want to enter in everybody's home like it was your home and vice versa because it's God's home no matter where you go shouldn't we feel at home everywhere we go and what's even more unsustainable is other people telling us that it's all in our head our fears our traumas, everything is our, in our own head. It's our job to do the shadow work because it's in our head, it's not out there. It's not true what we perceive. And then we go crazy spending money, if we have that money, in order to do all kinds of programs that mostly benefit others a small amount of people well from my experience so far with asking for help and getting it is that I have been through quite a few things and at some point I asked for help because I didn't have in my mind ingrained that idea that it was shameful to ask for help so I didn't have to jump through that hurdle I was okay with asking for help and I asked for help oh sure I can help you in so many ways you won't even recognize yourself when you finish the program oh okay so what's the deal and boom there were two kinds of experiences I was even either asked a prohibitive price for my possibilities at the time and that never changed that meant that for me it wasn't meant to be because I would have had the money to pay for those services if God wanted it to and my guides were allowing that I'm sure of that I know that because when something is not meant to happen, it's not meant to happen. And if I try to push it, like say, go and borrow some money in order to invest in such a pricey therapy, it wouldn't work. 
or it would have major side effects for me. So it's not meant to be I have stopped pushing on things a long time ago when I realized that if I pushed, I would eventually get my way, but the results would be kind of painful because it was not meant to be. It was just the human mind deciding without consulting the soul. Misalignment. Ding, 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 ding. Or you can go to someone that says, Oh, I'll help you. It's for free. Don't worry. I had that experience with a certain person at the beginning of this year. They somehow managed to do a number, not only on me, but on other people too. And now they are highly promoted in groups. They are some kind of superstar. And people, hundreds of people are listening to that person. talking about spirituality and how great it is to just connect to yourself and yada yada. <laughs> so that's, that's it, really. So that, that shows to me that more than ever we're meant to find answers within ourselves and get maybe confirmation by talking with others, by honest communication, honest exchanges, honest um, interactions that don't require much time, much energy, much anything, and should be free because there are many things that we are paying for, but we don't know exactly what are we paying for. I'm all for working, and I'm all for getting rewarded, for my work, but I really, really, really think that it, it matters immensely not to be greedy and to have integrity and to um, consider at all times the highest good for the people that you are interacting with. Because if you don't do that, well, it's not going to be good for, for either of the people. The person that is, is helping and the person that is receiving help. Because if you get someone that is reticent, resistant to asking for help, but finally opens up and says, okay, I need help and 
then they find the first person that they find that is willing to help them, a person that for some reason at that moment in time is not aligned and is not always intentionally acting in the best interest of the one that they are helping, well, they will be messed up. The, the people that are asking for help and don't receive help or get even into a deeper kind of situation that is not benefiting them, then they won't ask ever for help. They will They will be like a patient that has taken too many antibiotics and becomes resistant to antibiotics. The viruses become resistant to antibiotics and they don't work anymore. So be careful, healers, when and how you deal with a brother or a sister. Because if you are in, in deep poop, for some reason, you are not feeling great about your life, about yourself, about things around you. Your energy is vacillating from being, yay, I'm happy, I love you, everybody. And what the ever beep am I doing here? And oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. Then you are very likely to project some big-ass bullcrap on the poor fellow that finally decided to ask for your help. And I know that we stepped away from the religions and the churches and everything, but one of the biggest sins that is still the case, even if you don't believe in other things said in the Bible because they have been distorted over and over, but it still has some truths. And one of those truths is that one of the biggest scenes is greed. So a liar, liar, pants on fire, plus greed attracts all kinds of situations that could be avoided, you know? So, I think that it is very, very much our duty to stay in our authenticity, in our integrity, And for the braver, for the bravest of us, to call some people on their bullcrap. I know that that may create some kind of negative energy. Yes, I know. But how can you bring sunshine on the sky if you don't allow the storm to come in and the clouds to... dissipate. 
when you have a very, very cloudy sky, and it's not white, but it's rather gray, it's rather dark, the only solution is to have rain. I didn't write the script. That is God. So when you have dark clouds floating around you, you should expect rain. And after rain, the sunshine will come and it will shine brighter than ever before. That's what happens. You call people on their crap or to become, you know, diplomatic, to remember where we came from, to be respectful in our integrity and um, lovingly and say, I'm sorry, but I believe that you are not on the right path. It doesn't resonate with me. And because it doesn't resonate with my loving heart, I believe that you should reconsider your action plan. You don't have to go plowing into people and say, oh, you are like this and that and that. That doesn't help. That would validate their beliefs even more. Ah, oh, see, this world is full of negativity. I'm doing a great service to humanity by manipulating them into paying me that amount of money in order for me to clear them and make them happy again. Make humanity great again. Huh. That sounds that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because I believe that the American president, not to get into politics, but I believe that somewhere in his heart of hearts, when he started this whole experience before he even became president, in his heart of hearts he truly believed that he could make, you know, a blast, make a huge difference. I think that he wanted to make a difference. I don't know if he knew how to come to that realization, but I think that in his heart of hearts, he wanted to, to make something good happen. Because we all have that in our souls, the desire to, to do something good, to be something good. And we should be able to do that without any kind of obstructions, without any kind of interference. But in many, many cases, we do confront ourselves with a collective that has different agendas and different kinds of influences on every one of us. So really, it depends on how fast you find your tribe after awakening. How fast do you find your tribe before awakening? And with what kind of tribe do you wake up? And how do they guide you towards intaking their experience? in order to not go through all, uh, all the pain and suffering that they went through, because we went through something in order to help others have a smoother sail.
towards consciousness. So there are all kinds of conversations here, all kinds of discussions that can arise from, from this whole expose that I presented to you. So what are we going to do? Are we going to consider the greater good of the people that we are trying so lovingly to help? Or are we going to let ourselves get delayed by our greed, our selfishness, our um, petty mentality? How are we going to proceed from now on? Are we going to create more programs for people that cannot afford those programs, 12-step programs that we cannot afford in order to better our lives seemingly if we follow those 12 steps? Or are we going to communicate freely and openly with each other so that we can benefit from each other's perspective and experience. What are we going to do? Are we going to focus on the lack that some of us experience and say, okay, I will do this and that and that and that, but only for this elephant amount of money or am I going to start helping people one by one by one by one until they finally get on their feet and we get together and create the abundance and the results that we are looking for. Are we still in that me, myself and I kind of mentality or are we willing to let that go fearlessly, painlessly, and effortlessly in order to come together and benefit from that all at once? Do you have enough faith? Do you have enough trust that by engaging from time to time for free in helping others, you will make a bigger difference that will impact you positively as well. Do you have that faith? Do you have the trust that by doing good to others, by investing your time, a few nows of yours in order to bring some people to speed? Are you willing to do that? Because we could bring a lot of benefits, a lot of positivity, a lot of healing just by giving a few nows to people that put the trust in us and offer us their nows in return in order to shift this thing even more. And if you are willing to do that, then welcome to our tribe.
I know that all the experiences that I've been going through and I, I've been through are just very, very important lessons that are supposed to be shared with others that find themselves at any given now moment in a similar situation. We are here to support each other, to empower each other, to raise each other, to uplift each other. And if we don't do that, then we better, you know, shut down our uh, pages and go grab a drink. We, with our 3D friends, because there are many, many of them. And we can talk about all the little things that we used to talk about before we woke up. But you see, that's not possible. There's no going back. You cannot shut down your feelings, your emotions, you cannot shut down all the things that you have experienced, you cannot shut down all your connections, you cannot say no to some thing that you already said yes to, you cannot deny your spiritual divine agreement now that you are aware of it. So we have a situation here because the only way to go is forward how do you choose to go forward what do you choose to do for yourself and for others in equal measure because your choices not only impact you as a human being, but have an impact on the collective as well. You are work. You are working with different energies, with different vibrations. You are a channel of higher vibrations. And the the others are not aware that. What's going on is true. They are not even aware that that even exists. So that they cannot say, you know, that it's unethical to protest that your behavior is unethical. Because they, they have no clue what's going on. And that's okay. They are where they are. But you know what is ethical you know what is for the greatest good and sometimes you have to place the greatest good before your own good and have faith that the greatest good is going to benefit you greatly as well let's take a musical break 
that was profound. My father said, the moment of meeting is the beginning of parting, but the moment of parting is the beginning of meeting again. And this song brings comfort to us, knowing that uh, when we let go of the ones that we love, we will meet them again. Uh, this is Angel's Calling. Can't you hear the angels call? 
believe now more than ever that the angel's calling is to come back home to ourselves, to our true nature, to who we really are, the divine particle that is the light within us. And all the experiences that people have, there are aha moments at the end of their journey are not meant to be only for that moment in our human personal experience and history. Awakening also means to discover and remember truths about ourselves during our lifetime. So don't wait for that last breath to remember who you really are and what this life has been all about. The awakening means to remember all that when you can still make a difference. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, much love to you. And if this podcast resonates with you, please find it in your heart to leave a donation so that this podcast can go on. Much love to you guys and until next time. <laughs> Remember that we are better together.